Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. <laughs> hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Father Nathan. Father Michael. We are doing round two. I, I, want, I want to do something, if you don't mind. I was talked into doing a second podcast <laughs> against my will. You're not feeling very well. Well, because of that, um, I want to propose a banter topic. Yes. Can you please explain to our listeners how you gave all of us companions Mario Kart names? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to clean some of them up. I understand. But, well, what was this? It was like, a what, an hour drive or less? Yeah, because we were driving to Salerno. We were driving to Salerno. So a little from, more than an hour. Positano. I wasn't in your vehicle. I heard about this later on. Right. But can you please tell the story about the vehicle and why you gave us all Mario Kart names? <laughs> well, we were all, we were all like, you know, it was kind of like we were racing back and forth. Yeah. That's oh, true. that's what it was. We were we were watching Father Matt Book drive. <laughs> um, I was in that car, so I was there. <laughs> I have to give major props. We had four drivers, Father Brady Wagner, uh, Father Mike Rapp, Father John Neppel, and Father Matt Book. Did Father Mike ever drive? Yeah, he did a couple sh- short spans. Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. You know, like he, he gets it. Um, Father John has learned pretty quick. Mm. Like I remember the last time we were in Italy, which was two, uh, last time I was in Italy, which was two years ago, he was pretty timid. And he just let Mike do all the driving. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, I mean, he could drive on the interstates or whatever, but once you got into town um, and you had to go around those tight turns and yeah. the roundabouts or whatever. And deal with but, Italian drivers. But, yeah, he, he was doing fine. But Father Matt Book just threw himself in there. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I mean, I, there's no way I would have been able to maneuver that mega bus that we mm. had. Uh, we had, like, this... Um, like almost like one of those sprinters, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the the sprinter, um, they're like a new kind of van. Oh, uh, kind of okay. That's what this was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, it, it was uh, was Citrion, Citrone. Yeah, something like that. Citro- Patron. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we had a Citrone and a Ford. Yes, and the the Ford was a little more like a minivan. The other one was just like big. Right, and he was flying around these curves, and I was like, "Father Matt drives like Donkey Kong, <laughs> like he just you know because um, if you played Mario Kart, you know Pache, Keenan, Fitzpatrick, um, he uh, Keenan Fitzpatrick challenged me to Mario Kart, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I'm going to totally dominate you," and then he realized that I was talking about battle. And he was talking uh, about racing. Okay. And there's a big debate about whether or not on certain systems you played more battle or racing. Mm. Now, in the newer versions, the uh, racing has kind of like grown in popularity. But on the N64, like that was that was mostly yes. battle for us. Yes. So if you chose one of the bigger characters, which are Donkey Kong, Wario, or Bowser. They go really fast, but they start really slow. Mm. But if you hit someone who is smaller, you will knock out one of their balloons. Okay. Um, so, like, if you run head on into either Peach, 
uh, Toad or Yoshi, um, then like you're going to take away one of their balloons. Then you have the medium sized guys, which is Luigi, Mario, and uh, somebody's yelling into their Koopa Troopa. Not Koopa Troopa. Gosh, are you talking sixty four? Yeah, sixty four. Mario Luigi. Mario Luigi or there's one other person. Peach. Peach is small. Oh. Toad is small. And uh Yoshi's maybe Yoshi's Oh Yoshi. I bet you're special. Maybe Yoshi's medium sized. Okay. I'm missing somebody, I'll remember it later. Anyways, um, so Matt was just driving like Donkey Kong, and Father Brian Larkin gets carsick. And he had ridden in Father Matt's vehicle um, once, and he just couldn't do it anymore. And so I was like kind of thinking to myself, yeah, Father Matt book is kind of like Donkey Kong. Like, he would be the most ferocious of all of the companions. Like, right. if he if he got angry, he is like, you know, he would dominate. Um, and then I started to think, you know, who, who are the other guys? And then immediately it was like, oh, well, you know, Father John has to be Mario because he places himself as a central character in everything. Uh, he read, uh, the Odyssey and he was, um, Achilles and, uh, and then he read, um, I don't know, Les Mis and he was, you know, Jean Valjean and. Um, anyway, so I just think it's really funny to make a Mario, but Mario has to realize that he needs people. Um, so I will only, <laughs> you're an embarrassment. Sorry. The headphones aren't working cause we're getting the same. Yeah. Whatever it's called. Um, the, uh, I'll just do the characters from the podcast. Okay. So, um, the, uh, so Father John's Mario, and uh, Mario has to realize that he needs help from other characters. He tries to do it by himself, and he can't, which is kind of Father John. Like, he, he would be pretty good, pretty amazing all by himself, but he would be a terror. And it's actually, like, the brothers that, that aid him in his, in his great pursuits. So um, I said that uh, Father Michael O'Loughlin is uh, Peach, um, the princess, uh, because uh, no matter what happens to her, she usually has a pretty positive disposition. Like, she's usually pretty joyful. Like, she gets stolen away, kidnapped, uh, taken to some castle, you know, and uh, she's just like, yeah, whatever. Help will come. We'll get through this. And then, you know, they she finally, you know, encounters these other people, and she's like, oh, it's cool. And uh, and then, you know, she gets stolen away again. So Makes squeaky, high-pitched noises. Yeah, something like that. Well, the the thing about it is, like, you, when you were explaining it to us, you always had, like, the reason you told us to our face, and then right. you had the reason that you told everybody else. Yeah, but else. that's, that's uh, you know, some of that's apocryphal. I, I, I neither I confirm am, nor deny. I am honored by the always happy Princess yeah. Peach, but what was the behind-my-back one? Well, that's kind of it. <laughs> really? Like, okay. there wasn't, I don't think there was, like, one that was, I mean, I'll have to think about it. So okay. I'll there's probably you. something that I keep hidden from you that I'm not going to tell it on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Father Mike is to- uh, not Toad. Um, he's Yoshi because okay. uh, nobody actually knows what Yoshi's thinking or saying most of the time. Um, <laughs> but he knows and he's pretty cool with that. Um, and uh, it's kind of like if you were going to invent a polyglot, uh, it would probably have to be Yoshi. Because he's a dinosaur and he would know like ancient languages. There you go. So, um, okay. and then uh, I'm Wario 
Um, Wario is bigger than Mario, uh, <laughs> fatter than Mario, and he loves messing with Mario. Uh, Wario loves uh, screwing with Mario's kind of plans, his you know dreams, um, pretty much just like screwing around like you know Mario's life, and that's kind of way I treat Father John. So um, yeah, that's kind of it. That's your function of this game called the Companions. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tune in next week for the for the other Companions. Yeah. There we go. Um. Yeah. So um, that was what we did. Uh, we did have a little bit of like um, a musical, um, you know, DJ session going on, and uh, you know, I was in Father Brian's car, so you know, it was a lot of, um, you know, lion. What is it called? Bears Den. Oh, yeah. And uh, Indigo Girls, beta music, yeah, like <laughs> I think it's called, I think it's actually called beta, beta radio, yeah, beta, which yeah. Um, Father Chris Lebsock would think was hilarious that you actually listen to something called beta radio. <laughs> like he listens not to Alpha Radio, he listens to Metallica, which is pretty much Alpha, right? All Alpha. Right. Um, but when we passed by uh, Vesuvius. Because it's oh, yeah. right in Napoli, I threw on the uh, Sufjan Stevens song Vesuvius, and out of all the crazy music that we listen to, everybody's like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "What? <laughs> it's amazing." So, right. have you heard that song? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I think I, I I don't know if I was having the same car as you. I think I was at that point. So that was my first time hearing it, though. Yeah, then you were in the car with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When we were For figuring that part. out. Yeah, you yeah. were. Um. Yeah. So. Anywho, that was what we were doing in the cars, trying to pass the time. Um, road trips really take it out of you. Like, yeah. I just felt like after we got done driving all the way there and then all the way back, I was like, I'm, I'm cashed. Nap. I'm totally done. So, Salerno. Yeah, you guys, we got back to Rome on the last night, and you guys went up to the roof to, for a smoky treat, and I, for, I did something. No, I didn't. You didn't? I, oh. was, I was done. Oh, okay, because I, I did something quickly. I went up to join you, and there's nobody up there. So uh-uh. I you would crash. No, I, I actually, I, I felt like um, I was on a curfew because oh. it was the first time that I'd ever roomed with Father Matt Book. Oh, and I was like, yeah. I don't know if, if like, he's going to be annoyed that I'm coming back late. Right. You know, you have those guys that, like, have the lights off, and they didn't even leave the bathroom light on. Yeah. They turned everything off, and, like, they're kind of like, I'm going to live my life. Um, <laughs> you can live yours, but you can live it by, you know, like turning on your flashlight and right. like getting to bed really quietly. They're the um, responsible ones. I was with Peterson that night, so it was kind of the same thing. He yeah. didn't, he did not like rooming with another person. Okay. So right. Um, right. He, 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 he is very, it's very hard for him to sleep. He has kind mm. of a sleep disorder. So um, even the slightest movement or whatever. And, he wakes up, but Father Matt was already awake, um, and somebody told me that he was reading like a vampire novel, like <laughs> last time they got in late. So I'll, nice. I didn't feel as bad. So, anywho, but actually, that's that's a great uh, that is a great lead in to uh, one of the things that we saw in Rome, uh, which is um, something that e- even if you don't go to Rome, uh, I think you should you should check it out. So, what do you know about Madonna del Parto? I, I know nothing. You mentioned that a few seconds ago, and I didn't even know what you're referring to, and I was probably there. No, well, was that I was... No, I wasn't there. Well, that was the day that, um, like, Larkin went to go pick up his vestments. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
we hung out at St. Peter's. Uh huh. Yeah. Is that you went back? No. No, it was the last day that we were there. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I just kind of wandered around that day. Yeah. You're just kind of seeing like, oh, that used to be ours. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, really? That was stolen from you us. That, yeah, you stole that too. I oh. actually went to St. Michael's and and walked on that bridge leading up to St. Michael, the um, St. Michael D'Angeli, the big castle, uh-huh. Uh-huh. the government building. But oh, cool. They had uh, beautiful statues. And I just kind of wandered around that area, got a coffee. Yeah, it was a good, yeah. beautiful day in Rome. Yeah. Um, so uh, we were passing through the Piazza Navona, and uh, Father Joseph Lajoie was like, oh, yeah, we're right near St. Augustine's, San Agostino. So I was like, perfect, need to go there. If you're ever in Rome, uh, San Agostino has two things that are super important. One, it's the Church of St. Augustine, which can be misleading because it's where St. Monica is buried. St. Mm-hmm. Augustine, I don't know where he's buried. Hmm. Probably, I mean, you would think Africa, but my guess is... We we've like stolen him from there and put him somewhere else. Um, so, but I don't I don't know where I don't know where he's buried. Um, he's going to look it up, Father Michael. Yeah, um, but Saint Monica is buried um, in the Church of San Agostino um, in the the front left of the um, front left of the of the church. Can you can you pause it? Can you pause the recording. Um, yeah, we'll be right back. And we're back. Okay. Sorry. Um, I uh, I forgot that I had purchased one of the uh, holy cards there so we could pray the prayer at the end. Nice. So, uh, St. Monica's buried there. So, one, if you know of anybody who is a lost cause um, or kind of um, in need of conversion, mm-hmm. she's certainly like the patroness of uh, mothers who are, you know, frantically praying for their husbands and children to return to the faith. Um, I know St. Rita is the patron saint of hopeless causes, and St. Jude is the patron saint of impossible causes, but St. Monica must be the patroness of, like, unconverted children or something like that. Impossible causes when they are related to you, maybe. Right. Um, And, actually, as it would have have it, uh, Father John Nepal was born on the Feast of Mm. St. Monica. (laughs) Nice. Which I think is really interesting. Do you know... um, uh, each one of the companions has is like you know their feast day is a like a different uh, saint, and it's really interesting to pair up you know the different <laughs> saints with the with the with the actual companion. A little Anyways, deeper than Mario Kart references, <laughs> exactly. A little deeper than Mario Kart. So um, so you can go to San Agostino and pray for Father John. But the other thing, which is what I want to talk about today, um, is. In the back of the church, there is an an ancient statue uh, that was a devotion of the people called Madonna del Parto, and apparently um, Archbishop Aquila has a devotion to Madonna del Parto and has actually thought about uh, creating a replica statue in, um, in our diocese. Mm-hmm. And the Madonna del Parto is uh, the Italian of... Madonna of the Delivery or Madonna of Childbirth. If you mm. think of postpartum, yep. um, you know issues. Uh, partum, it's the Latin meaning, you know, to 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 deliver, um, you know, to to bear children. So, um, so Our Lady of the Childbirth, and uh, it says that the the statue was created in. Let's see here. 
fifteen mm, forty-three. Um, I feel like I'm just making that up now. I swear I read it. It says, for almost 500 years, Roman women have prayed to the Blessed Virgin before the statue, asking for safe deliveries and healthy babies. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. 1521. Carved in 1521 by Florentine sculptor Jacopo Tati. The statue is placed in a marble triumphal arch. The Blessed Mother holds her son on her knee, and both are gilded with gold accents. Um, it's... It's just a picture of Our Lady with her child. But anytime you've been like in the like, you know, post delivery room with a mother and her child, there's something really victorious about that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, of of seeing a mother like with a being that was previously <laughs> inside of her yeah. and now she's holding. Yeah. Um if uh yeah, I, I, I have I have no idea how it happens. You know, I, I know you can like, you know, get the full details from, you know, whether it's, you know, women themselves or, you know, like doctors or whatever. That's just something that I'm like, that's a mystery. Right. It is a great mystery. <laughs> and it'll remain that. <laughs> and but I, I still think it's fascinating to just think that was previously inside of that person yeah. and then now is out. Um, but there used to be a time where there was much higher infant mortality mm-hmm. rates. If you think about yeah. our advancements in terms of neonatal uh, care for like newborns who are either premature or or sickly or even have jaundice or something like yeah. that, like um, they, that many of these children died within you know years or months or even weeks after being born let alone the mothers yeah like having having to deliver a child is like a uh it's war i mean uh they're mm-hmm. they they know they they can kind of feel it it's almost like the rumble is is coming and they know like on the day as the days approach like this is really going to take it out it's of me intense yeah so have you had any like i don't know conversations with your in-laws or sisters about these things? Um, no, I mean, they always say the amount of time it took and, and things like that, but the details, no. But I actually, I, I have some Facebook friends that are very open <laughs> on Facebook about about all the details. So I've, I've, I've at least started a couple of those posts <laughs> and read through them. But like I said, my sister-in-law, Stacy, she has, she has like no pain in childbirth. She actually has a, quote, disorder where wow. she has, she feels like light pressure to kind of talk, you know, that kind of guides her through. But the first two children she had were not born in the hospital bed because they came so quickly. Wow. Yeah. Probably a sign of a like <laughs> sinless life or uh, something. I, I would agree with that, but yeah. Um, yeah. The, the only advice that I've ever received in regards to like labor and delivery is that um, a, a woman told me once that it helps if you have intentions. Hmm. Um, if you actually pick people to pray for, and I know people do that in marathons, you know, like mile 17 or whatever, but it's like, if you have, if you have, I don't know, hour upon hour upon hour of difficult delivery, um, it would probably help if it's like, well, I got to offer this up for somebody. Right. Um, so anyways, Madonna del Parto was always, you know, someone who was asked the intercession and protection of, um, as a devotion, against, um, you know, infant mortality and then safety during childbirth. Mm -hmm. But recently, or even like, you know, 
in in years prior, it wasn't just uh, we want to be kept safe during our pregnancy and our have children survive, but also we want to get pregnant. Yeah. So there are, I would say, hundreds of pictures of children or like baby bibs or little booties or little ribbons that signify mm. that they went to this uh, devotion, they went to this statue to ask for the protection of Our Lady, nice. um, and they were able to conceive a child. Hmm. And uh, I had never heard of this before, and uh, Father John uh, Nepple said that this school, or his uh, school that he went to, was right across the street from San Agostino. So anytime there was somebody that needed to, you know, like, it was asking for prayers that they might conceive. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, he was able to go over there. And, um, nice. so as it turned out, we met a couple at the, uh, LA Congress, um, who wanted to get pregnant yep. and asked for right. our prayers. And I told them about Madonna del Parto. Nice. And then they actually went over to Rome and, uh, found this devotion. I'd already told father John to pray for him. Mm-hmm. And then, um, as it turned out, they got pregnant. That is awesome. And uh, and this is after years. Um, so um, it says that, uh, you know, given the fact that we've gotten better in regards to, you know, assisting children, like, you know, a- as they're born, that now, like, you know, she's being asked for the intercession of for people to conceive children. And that's especially important in both Europe and in America, where there are tons of people that don't and deliberately try not to get pregnant. Yeah, right. Um, And so uh, she becomes sort of the Mm -hmm. uh, special intercessor of those who uh, desire to welcome a child into the the world and for whatever reason are struggling with uh, the inability to conceive or or being barren or whatever. Um, And then now, like, having the joy of... of, um, of you know conceiving, so um, what I would suggest is um, to look up the devotion of Madonna del Parto. Um, again, it's the Virgin of Childbirth, um, and uh, if you want, I'll just you know read this prayer and nice. cash out. What do you think? That'll work. I just quick note so we can finish with that because I think that's very beautiful and deep. Um, that there is a, a Byzantine version of this and an Orthodox version called the um, Mary uh, Theotokos Helper of Mothers. Ooh. And it's an icon that that is a, a generally Russian-style icon. The Slavs um, tend to have a bigger devotion to it. But if you're in the U.S., and especially if you're in New Mexico, my home parish in Albuquerque oh. has one of the most popular shrines of Mary Helper of Mothers in the country for this icon. They sell them in the gift shop, but they have one icon in the church that, that when Father Chris, my pastor, first bought it, we had like... 15 pregnancies within the first month Whoa. of like women all in the parish. I mean, it was incredible the amount of people that came and women still come from all over the place to, hmm. to venerate this icon and pray before it in our parish. Um, our later perpetual help Byzantine Catholic church in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, it's, it's a, it's a great shrine. It's something local. And we used to see, I mean, father, father, Chris, Chris would see a woman standing in front of it. He'd go walk and be take it off the wall and like put it on their belly, you know, wow. just like this, no, this is real. Like this is, this is a real thing. Like this will help you conceive and we'll keep you baby healthy. And it was really incredible how many times that happened. So, um, Mary or Theotokos helper of mothers, but yeah, our lady perpetual help in Albuquerque, New Mexico, if you're in the area. Check Albuquerque, it out. Yeah. Father Mike likes, um, our lady of the corn. 
uh, who's like, you know, in Nebraska or whatever. It's just okay. our lady like holding a bushel uh, okay. of corn. So uh, I don't know if she would actually help with fertility, but, right. you, know, you know, check it out. So, um, man, this is a long prayer. Um, so uh, maybe just now, like, uh, think of somebody that you know who has desired a child, couple, um, and, uh, you know, maybe they they know about this devotion, maybe they don't, maybe they've... Um, you know, despaired, perhaps, um, yeah, they, they don't actually believe that it's possible. Um, and, um, you know, our lady, you know, kind of question, how can this be, you know, how will this happen? And, you know, God made it happen for nothing will be impossible for God. So, you know, I got two in mind, so you can do two. (laughs) I, I think real quick. Um, what if they don't know that they want to get pregnant? That sounds like it's part of the heart of it. What okay, we're saying okay, now. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. What if uh, they don't know that they want to get pregnant and I really want a nephew? No offense to my nieces. Sounds like it works. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Mother of God, Virgin of Childbirth, we come to you to sing your praise. You are the favorite daughter of the Father, the Mother of the Word incarnate, the Temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the virgin God. You are the virgin God chose from eternity to realize our salvation. Thanks to your loving amen, God himself became a child in your virginal womb, God who was before time. The whole creation rejoices because of you, the full of grace, and from your merciful hands receives the Savior, the font of mercy. Virgin Mother, ask your son, Jesus, to grant us a strong faith, a solid hope, and a generous charity. We put under your care all the mothers who pray for the integrity of their children and for a successful birth, so that the life in their womb may be preserved from all dangers. Grant them to come back to you with their child to give thanks to the Lord who works wonders for those who hopefully trust in him. Virgin of childbirth, protect all children with your love, so that cleansed from sin by baptism and received in the Holy Mother Church, they may serenely grow up full of virtues in order to become courageous witnesses of your son, Jesus. Turn your eyes towards our families, and in particular towards those families who live in troubles or on the point of breaking. May they live the mystery of the Christian love in peace, forgiveness, and faith. Let their house be like a small domestic church, united in prayer and open to the needs of all. O most pure virgin, mother of the living Let all who come here to ask your son Jesus for peace and salvation experience your tenderness and the strength of your divine presence. May they be delivered from evil in order to persist on the path of sanctity with favor from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Holy Virgin of Childbirth, pray, for, pray us. for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So if you were thinking of somebody, <laughs> and you find out, like, you know, two months from now, because, you know, it's going to take that long, so like, in, what would that be, February? Yeah. This is going to come out December. So yeah. we'll say March. Okay. If by March we have, like, a number of conceptions... um. 
we have to have Father John go back and make you know Catholic stuff uh, a little a little sizable donation to the Catholic <laughs> stuff. There we go. Um, you know, Vladimir Putin asks for children to be raised up to you know Mother Russia. Yeah. You know <laughs> why can't I ask for children to be raised up to the podcast? <laughs> so, um, and then if uh, if eighteen to twenty four years from now they have a vocation to the priesthood. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It'll be because. Of this. Yeah, or or the the nunnery, the convent. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, I I mean I I I think it's a wonderful devotion. I would certainly check it out if if you're in the Albuquerque area or you know want to make a little pilgrimage. If you know of other places, yeah, uh, where people um, have received favors from you know, the intercession of of certain uh, saints. I wonder if um, Father Jason's parish would be a great location for that because mm. Father Jason Wunsch is now the para- pastor of um, St. Uh, Gianna Mola Parish mm-hmm. in um, Green Valley Ranch. I wonder if we could put the statue there. Good call. Um, and then it would be like, you know, the epicenter of... Yeah. You know. I have another day in mind, but I'm not going to sit on the podcast. I'll talk to you afterwards. Another but, day? Yeah. Another idea. Mm. Another thing in mind. Got it. Anyway. All right. Shout outs? Uh, I, I give us give another shout out to Sierra Rooney who uh, joined us for dinner in oh, yeah. uh, Positano. Yeah, she listens. That was um, that was kind of remarkable. Um, she <laughs> held her own extremely well. Yeah, uh, with you know the ten priests that were that were there, but um, it was also like um, we had just been around dudes the whole time, right? Just all bros and all you know priests or whatever and then all of a sudden this like full-fledged woman comes in (laughs) and it's just like holy cow like what have we been doing right you know it made made, brought us back to real life a little bit yeah and she did say it was funny i i sent her text later and said you know hey thanks for uh you know just stepping into our little world and she said that is exactly what i would have imagined dinner with 10 priests was like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Very human, but we also got pretty deep into pastoral and, you know, Jesus oh, yeah. conversations. We're getting, so. we're getting after it. Yeah, we um, the other thing was uh, she was just really articulate about a lot of the issues going on uh, in the Navy right now. Um, and it's just beautiful to know that um, that there are people who are being formed through these different avenues um, and still have to represent a particular ideology in the in the in the navy right and exactly. and yet like in their heart like they know what's up yeah you know so i just think that's and actually one more shout out um we're going to have my friend Leah Darrow on the podcast at some point talking about her book the other side of beauty um, great book. I was able to get a, a forward copy or read through a forward copy at some point, but um, we'll have her on to talk about beauty and probably, um, you know, the issues going on in the country today with uh, sexual harassment, et cetera, and how that fits in. Um, but if you want to listen to the podcast, already having read the book or at least read part of it, I would encourage you to order her book, The Other Side of Beauty by Leah Darrow. We'll be discussing that in uh, in detail with her sometime soon, but might as well get a head start. When is I'm she coming to Denver? Uh, she's coming in April, so if we want to wait until then, we could do that. But we could Skype her in before that. Ricky's coming next month. But you mean Ricardo? Ricardo. Ricardo. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, yeah, 
I don't know much else. That's all I have. We are uh, only T-minus two, three days until uh, the uh, Rome boys come, except uh, Father Mike's not coming. Yeah. A little sad. But um, uh, Father John and Father Daniel are coming back soon, so it'd be great to see them. And so maybe we'll do a three-way podcast. Right. On the... We're going to do Villa, even. Maybe during Villa. Exactly. When we're through together. Yeah. So, all right, folks. CatholicStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Facebook, iTunes, all the rest. Thanks for listening. God bless oh, you guys. Oh, finally. Yes. We lost the Fishers of Net Award. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to the liturgy guys um, who, who beat us. Um, they're from the Liturgical Institute, I believe, at Mundelein. Um, I have absolutely no idea what this award is, but somebody texted me uh, and said, hey, by the way, did you know you're nominated for an award? I was like, do I get walk-up music? Like, if I win? <laughs> and, uh, and then they were like, uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, they award it tomorrow. And I actually got nervous. Was like what? What? What do I have to do if like if we win or whatever? And then I was so happy that the liturgical guys won because I was like, they get to deal with it, right? So we, we do get nominated for all these things. I just I'm just not aware of it either. I'm just not as much of a social media presence as other guys are. So let us know if we're nominated for something so we can actually ask for support because this is evangelization. We don't care, of course, but it's good for evangelization. Yeah, yeah. Not that we care. But like, I mean, like, if, if we could like get more votes, you know, like if you could get <laughs> Blake be, Shelton to vote for us, for I mean, that's big cool. heads. Yeah. All right, later's, later's.